The Dallas Stars and Minnesota Wild are now tied at two wins apiece in their first round series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And on today's episode, we'll be recapping everything that happened in Sunday night's game that got the Stars their second win and maybe most crucial win of the series up to this point. We'll talk about Tyler Sagan turning into an older version of himself. We'll talk about Jake Ottinger's heroics late in the game. And then we'll talk a little bit about the penalties in this series and also talk about Jason Robertson uh, and what he's been doing in this series and what more he could be doing in this series. All of this and more coming up on a Monday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, April 24th. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen or watch YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Uh, we're free and available no matter where or how you choose to consume this show. And a little bit more of a fun episode than the last time we were together uh, on late Friday night, early Saturday morning after the Stars took a, a rough beating uh, in Game 3, the first game of the series in St. Paul. The Stars able to turn their favor around a little bit here now in this first-round series. Uh, I'm reminded uh, of the Stars' first-round matchup against Calgary, not in 2022, uh, but actually in 2020 in the bubble. Uh, you'll remember they were down 2-1 in that series uh, and a mere few seconds away from facing that 3-1 deficit uh, before the eventual tying, tying goal and eventual game-winning goal in overtime. Uh, a really, really crucial moment uh, in, that, in that Dallas Stars postseason run, one of many. Uh, quite honestly, as there were several iconic moments during that run to the Stanley Cup final. And, and this game had me feeling similar, uh, obviously different circumstances in terms of how the game ended. Uh, the Stars never trailed in this game, but still uh, a lot of dire circumstances down the stretch uh, and certainly uh, plenty of dramatics throughout this game, especially in the third period as well. But two massive heroes for this Stars team that I want to make sure we show proper appreciation for. And I've got to start with Tyler Sagan, a guy who stepped up uh, in, in this game, who has stepped up in this series and really has been you know, stepping up to the plate when the team needs him all season long. You remember back to earlier this season in the early stages of the spring, we see Rope Hintz get injured. And so you see Tyler Sagan come up and play that top-line center role with Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson. He played really well. I think he helped keep the Stars afloat for the most part, while they were missing their number one center. And now he's being asked to step up again uh, with Joe Pavelski in concussion protocol, missing uh, games two, three, and four. And, I mean, we've seen, and this has been a, a topic of discussion here lately, that we know that Tyler Sagan still has plenty to offer this team when he's placed uh, around elite talent. And it goes without saying that Jason Robertson and Rope Hintz are certainly elite. And so we're seeing some very good play 
from Tyler, and he's also now been promoted to the top power play unit uh, in place of Joe Pavelski playing with Miro, uh, Rope, Jason, uh, and of course his old friend Jamie Benn, who he connected for for his second goal and the Stars' third goal uh, of this game, a true thing of beauty on the power play. But it's just great to see because Tyler is always one of those players and has been for quite some time who is maybe the most scrutinized player in this organization, which is kind of odd to say because I think at the same time he's one of the most beloved players in this organization. Every time he gets his name read, uh, if he's in the starting lineup at a home game, it, very few players in the Stars lineup get louder applauses and louder cheers than Tyler Sagan does, but a lot of times when things aren't going great or things are going poorly, he's often one of the first guys to get thrown under the bus and one of the first guys that people often like to point the finger at, saying that he's paid the most money on the team, paid one of the you know one of the highest paid players in the NHL, yet he doesn't produce to that standard more often than not. But right now, he's stepping up to the plate when the team is needing him most. And I know people are going to say, well, during the season, uh, he didn't do X, Y, Z, or he was still a disappointment. He's still a disappointment, a waste of money, waste of cap space, waste of a roster spot. But, I mean, you, you take a look and you can make an argument that the Stars are you know, down 3-1 or really, you know, not contending in this series if it's not for the efforts of Tyler Sagan. I'm certainly not saying that he's doing it all on his own, uh, but the Stars would not be where they're at right now in this series with the Wild if Sagan has not been playing the way that he has been. He's been a key player for Dallas so far, and his goals, both of them, loomed very large for this team. He, of course, gets the scoring started, uh, which was huge. That's really been a big tell so far in this series. Um, typically the first team that draws that scores the team that draws first blood has been the team that has gone on to win the respective games in this series and then of course you know the stars get that 2-0 lead but then as soon as they get it seems like it goes away it gets cut in half by former Dallas star John Klingberg uh, reconnecting with former Dallas star Matt Zuccarello uh, just a, a Dallas stars reunion almost it seems on that scoring play and so then it gets close it's a one goal game but then Sagan comes in clutch again giving Dallas a 3-1 lead, a lead that wouldn't stand for the rest of the game, uh, but still a monumental goal uh, because the Minnesota Wild would score one more and they would get very close to scoring a third. Without Tyler's goal, that goal could have been the game winner for the Minnesota Wild. So both of his power play goals loomed absolutely large for this Dallas team in this game. When the Stars, I, I imagine some of the conversation was, who's going to step up? Who's going to be the hero uh, in terms of skaters? For this game because we knew what Jake Ottinger was going to bring to the table, especially after bad losses. We know that Jake Ottinger very rarely strings together bad performances. We'll talk a little bit about him later, but Sagan took it on his shoulders tonight and he said, I'll step up and I'll be the guy that can get you some big goals when you need it. And again, it wasn't just him. Evgeny Dodonov also scores a big goal in this game. And of course, you got to give credit to the guys that made the assist and made the plays happen in order to get the stars in scoring position. But the big thing with Tyler is that we need to see this continue. Uh, no matter, you know, he's maybe going to be with this top line with Rope, Rope and Jason Robertson uh, for the remainder of this series, possibly. I know we're still kind of waiting to see when Joe can come back and when he's going to be ready to go. But, I mean, assuming that the Stars do get past this first-round series, which I think they eventually will, uh, it might be easier said than done, but I think they will eventually get the job done the, the the question or really the challenge for Tyler is finding a way to continue to do this with 
you know, no disrespect, but lesser talent, which is likely uh, Mason Marchman and Max Domi, who are good players, and there's certainly something to be had there. We've seen flashes of greatness with that trio, uh, certainly not to the extent that you would get with the top line or even Wyatt Johnston and Jamie Benn and Dodonov's line, but there is something to be had there, and so it's really you know, going to be interesting to see what Tyler can continue to do in terms of production and scoring once he's not playing alongside two of the best young forwards in the game. And that's going to be a big challenge for him and one that I imagine he's going to be up for. And hopefully he can continue this momentum, continue this hot streak, uh, because I've said time and time again this season, when the Dallas Stars are at their best, number 91 is chipping in and contributing offensively alongside some of the other big caliber weapons in this lineup and we saw just that in game four on sunday night and we need to see more of it coming up on tuesday when the series moves back to texas we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we'll give some love to jake ottinger who also deserves a ton of credit for the dallas stars picking up this game four win and evening the series back at two games apiece more on jake right after this Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You're not going to find any deals better than you can find on game time. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, incredible deals even here in the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. You want to go see the Dallas Stars in game five uh, as they host the Minnesota Wild for the third time this series. You can take a look at the game time app, and I'm seeing several tickets, uh, some even below $100 up in the third deck. And you can even get some money off. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that you can create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Uh, be sure to keep it dialed in here every Monday through Friday as we continue to cover the Dallas Stars, through this Stanley Cup playoffs run. Uh, hopefully looking for a couple more wins against the Minnesota Wild here this week and then looking on to greener pastures, if you will, uh, which it's going to be harder to get much greener than this series uh, with the Stars and the Wild both donning the color green as their primary color. You, got, you guys know what I'm getting now. You guys are picking up what I'm putting down. You guys are smart. I know you are. But we got to continue to talk about game four. We gave Tyler Sagan his flowers, an incredible performance for number 91, coming up big for his team when they needed him most, but also another phenomenal outing for Jake Ottinger in the Stanley Cup playoffs, who came up big on Sunday after a less than ideal outing in game three, where the Stars arguably, not really arguably, I think it, it's pretty safe to say that was their worst game of the playoffs so far. I know they weren't great in game one, but they eventually did find their mojo. Game two was, of course, all Dallas all the time. Game three was all Minnesota all the time. And then game four was definitely kind of a back and forth battle with momentum shifting both ways, even without goals for the majority of the first half of the game. But then, you know, the stars were able to string together some momentum. And of course, they had an absolute rock and Jake Ottinger back in the crease on their side of the ice. He saves 32 of 34 shots, including uh, maybe one of the biggest saves of his career on Marcus Johansson's shot on goal. 
uh, with less than 15 seconds remaining in the game. I feel like it's now just going to be a meme for a while. Uh, the reaction shot of the Minnesota Wild bench as they watch Johansson take that shot, and Jake Ottinger makes it look incredibly easy, sliding over across the crease to make that save uh, and giving the Stars a little bit of extra life to help them get across the finish line in a game that they were only leading by one goal. Uh, could have changed the tide of this series had that puck gone in. I feel like maybe it did change the tide of the series, the fact that it didn't go in. Uh, the Stars reminded, and their fans again reminded, how good of a playoff goalie Jake Ottinger is. And, I mean, history would tell us that this is where, you know, Jake starts to truly, you know, take form. Uh, you look at, you know, last year in the postseason, I mean, he just seemed to get better as that series went on, especially games five, six, and seven against Calgary. He was truly uh, at his best and truly seemed to reach another level uh, because really in all of those games, it was do or die. Of course, game five was pivotal because that was going to be the game that gave, you know, either team a 3-1 lead. You know, the Stars lose that game five to the Flames last year, but then Jake delivers an incredible performance to help the team get a win in game six at home. And then game seven, I mean, we all know what happened in game seven against Calgary. You cannot pin that loss on Jake. Uh, it's such a tight angle for Johnny Gaudreau to get that goal, but he was lights out for the most part down the stretch of that series. And I expect that to be the case here in this series against Minnesota uh, here with at, at most three games remaining. Hopefully the Stars don't need that third and final game or the, you know, this is really just now a best of three series uh, from a best of seven, but hopefully you don't need that game seven, but I mean, you look back at what Jake did last year, and I think this is now where Stars fans can start to, you know, lick their chops a little bit, knowing what they're going to see from number 29, because he knows what's at stake here over these next couple of games. There's going to be a true goalie battle here in this series. Philip Gustafson has also come to play, and he's been very, very good in his NHL playoff, Stanley Cup playoff debut with Minnesota. And who knows what this series could look like if he gets that start in game two instead of Marc-Andre Fleury. But he's been very good in game three and for the most part had, did a, had a very solid outing uh, in, in game four in St. Paul as well. But now it's, you know, it's both of these guys. That, I mean, the pressure is on, the spotlight is on both of these players. But Jake has the experience. He's been here before. He's been in this exact situation. He was in Gustafson's situation last season where Markstrom uh, was the guy who had been around the block before. He was the better known name, the household name. And Jake Ottinger was the new kid on the block looking to, to make a name for himself and put himself into that upper echelon of the elite goalies in the NHL. And so Dallas needs Jake to be at his best over these next couple of games, especially with game five uh, coming up tomorrow at the American Airlines Center. Have to defend home ice. Uh, and then, you know, then you win one of the next two in game six and seven. Not going to be easy to potentially close out on the road in game six, but it all starts uh, in game five. And you'd much rather be up then down heading into that game six. And Jake Ottinger is going to be a very big part of that. And, and I heard, heard this said, I believe this was actually before uh, game three on Friday night on uh, you know the pregame show and hearing Razor say, you know, at some point, uh, Jake Ottinger, it feels like he's going to need to steal a game. Or maybe this was Josh Bogorod. It was one of the two. And I, I mean, they both agreed on this take, and I agree with it too. But it feels like Jake is going to need a, to steal a game at some point in this series. And I feel like that hasn't happened yet. Game two was a blowout. The Stars went in blowout fashion. They didn't need Jake Ottinger to be excellent in that game. Uh, he obviously did enough to help the team get the win, but you can't say that he stole that. And I feel like as good as he was on Sunday, he's not the sole reason that the Stars won. They got that goal support from Sagan and Dodonoff. But I feel like we're, we're, we're due for a game where 
I mean, the Stars, both teams really struggle to get something going. It could be a 1-0 game or a 2-1 game. And you, you know, you look back on it, you say the reason the Dallas Stars won this game was because of number 29. I feel like we haven't had that yet in this series. And I feel like it's going to have to happen at some point. I feel like game five could be a prime candidate for that. Both teams are not going to want to make mistakes. It's going to be a very intense game, uh, very particular and strategic, I'm sure, for both coaches and both defenses, both offenses. Uh, and it could be one of those games where the first team to make a mistake is the team that finds themselves on the losing end of the affair. And so Jake Ottinger needs to be sharp. He needs to be at his best and be prepared to help the Dallas Stars steal a game, uh, you know, rip it from the grasp of defeat with his skill in the crease. And also, I mean, you got to surround him with good defensive talent. I, for one, was it was nice to see a change on the defensive front with Joel Hanley coming in for Colin Miller. No, Joel Hanley is not the flashiest name out there, but he typically is a pretty solid defender. So I'm curious to see if the coaching staff will look to go with Hanley moving forward and um, will continue to sit Colin Miller for some time. Although I know a lot of Stars fans had it their way, there'd be a different defenseman uh, sitting out wearing the number 20, but that's a different conversation for a different day. We all know how everybody feels on that front, but more Joel Hanley, in my opinion, uh, is a good thing. And I think he played fine and I think he will you know, continue to play well if he gets more playing time here in this series against Minnesota. And I mean, that's going to be huge. I mean, Jake Ottinger can only do so much. He needs to have that clean area around the crease so that way he can do what he needs to do and be at his absolute best uh, for the entirety of every game that he plays in. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some of the penalties in this series. Uh, I know game four had its fair share of controversial moments featuring the referees, and then we'll also talk a little bit about Jason Robertson. He hasn't been a non-factor in this series, but I can't help but feel like he could be doing a little bit more. More on that right after this. All right, everybody, we are closing out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Uh, the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild now evened up at two wins apiece in their first round series, best of seven. And you can look back at this game and there's going to be people out there. The, the, the haters out there are going to say that the Stars won this game uh, because of some favoritism or intervention from the officials, from the referees in this game. And I, I mean, I can't say that every single penalty called in this game should have been called. Were there some things that benefited the Stars that maybe shouldn't have? Absolutely. And that happens. That that happens in hockey, not just this postseason, not just in the series, but across all series all the time. And the Dallas Stars can't control that. They can't control what the officials do. But if you do want to have a conversation uh, about favoritism or the Stars getting more calls, there's an interesting point made on Twitter by Brian Ray, uh, one of the hosts of Stars Live, the pregame show for the Dallas Stars TV broadcast. He says, since penalties are now a big talking point in the Dallas Stars and Minnesota Wild series. Here are the totals so far. And he tweeted this uh, last night, April 23rd at 11, 12 p.m. Minor minor penalties in this series. The Dallas Stars with 21 minor, minor penalties. Minnesota Wild, 19. Power plays. Minnesota has had 17 power play opportunities to Dallas's 16. Power play percentage. The Dallas Stars have executed 43.8% of the time. So 44% of the time on the man advantage as opposed to Minnesota only executing 23.5, so around 24% uh, on the power play for the Wild. And then the PK percentages, 76.5 for Dallas and 56.3 uh, for Minnesota. If you're listening on audio only, I do have a graphic up here on YouTube if you want to see that for yourself, or go check out Brian's Twitter account. That's B-R-I-E-N, Brian Ray, R-E-A, his last name. 
uh, if you're not following Brian already. Good follow and always bringing up good insight like this. And so some of those numbers are very close in terms of the amount of penalties given uh, and, you know, power play opportunities. But the big difference is in the execution on the power play. I mean, the stars, again, can only control what they can control. They can't, you know, dictate what the referees do, uh, despite many wild fans out there, I'm sure, assuming the stars are paying off the referees, uh, which, um, you know, that theory has always proven to be true. Anytime a fan has accused that of any uh, official in an NHL series. So uh, keep believing that if you wish to keep your tinfoil hat on. But, I mean, the Dallas Stars and the Wild have both, uh, at times throughout this series, been the beneficiaries of questionable calls. But the difference is the Stars have been able to execute on their power play opportunities. And they have had, you know, a little bit less than Minnesota. But that's really been the difference maker, I think, through stretches of this series. And I feel like I'm saying this every episode, but it still rings true. You win playoff series because of good goaltending. And special teams and the Dallas Stars have been winning the special teams battle in terms of execution and percentages. And, and I mean, it, it's still pretty close. I mean, there's been a pretty even amount of power plays and minors given out, although the Stars have been assessed more penalties, minor penalties, if you will. And the Wild have had one more power play opportunity, yet they haven't put the puck in the back of the net as often as Dallas. And that's something that doubt that both teams can control. I mean, that that is their responsibility to pass the puck around and move it and get it into a position where they can score. And the stars have done a far better job at that up to this point. And so if you want to have a discussion about penalties, I feel like that's where it should be. It should be in the lack of execution for one team and celebrating the fact that one of the other teams is executing and finding ways to be successful. But that's only one of the things I wanted to cover. I saw that on Twitter from Brian uh, and wanted to mention it and talk about it uh, just to put things in perspective for both fan bases. I know uh, a few Minnesota Wild fans do check out some episodes here. And uh, and so, I mean, the numbers are numbers. I'm just the messenger, although I'm sure uh, I'm still going to be getting some lovely tweets and comments at some point uh, after this episode. But to be a little bit more star-centric here to close things out, the team is in a relatively nice spot, uh, splitting uh, you know, at both teams' arenas in Dallas and in Minnesota. And it seems like maybe there's a little bit of momentum in their favor now that they've won game four and they're heading back to home ice in order to, you know, potentially take a three two lead. But there's been kind of a glaring hole for this team through this series. And it has a lot to do with Jason Robertson and Robo certainly has not been a non factor. Uh, you certainly, you know, can feel his presence when he's on the ice. You can tell when he's on the ice. But I, I just thought and I feel like a lot of other people share the sentiment that we might have seen a little bit more. Then one goal and three assists, four points through four games. I mean, you can say, well, he's a point a point per game player so far through the postseason. And that's true. And that's great. I, I think he's playing fine. I'm not out here saying he's playing bad or, you know, needs to miss time. I, I just you feel like you would see a little bit more. I mean, Rope Hintz has been an abs absolute tear here through the early stages of the postseason. And even guys like Sagan and Evgeny Dodonov, uh, who isn't playing on a line with <laughs> Jason Robertson, have been, you know, scoring in bunches. Uh, and, and, you know, Robertson, a lot of his production has come through assist with guys like Sagan and Rope out there. So, again, he's finding ways to be effective. But you would imagine that maybe your season leading goal scorer, uh, a guy who has pretty much setting all the new offensive records in Dallas Stars history, would do a little bit more goal scoring in this series. And so I feel like, you know, it can be, you know, there's somewhere in the middle of like there's a little bit of concern there. But also you understand that Jason Robertson is still relatively new to the whole Stanley Cup playoffs thing. Last year was his first go around. 
not necessarily great numbers there, but again, it was his first seven games in the playoffs. And now what he's only got 11 under his belt. I feel like it's something that's going to come with more time, more repetition, and maybe a little bit more familiarity once Joe Pavelski is able to come back. And also you just look at the way the Minnesota wild have been playing and they play a physical and grind it out kind of game. And also I'm sure a lot of their defensive game planning has been centered around Jason Robertson and finding ways to stop him. Because historically, in regular season games, he has been a Minnesota Wild killer. And so you have to imagine Dean Evason and company have been looking to put a stop uh, to what he's been doing. And I think they've done a pretty good job. There has to be some credit given to the defensive structure for Minnesota. But hopefully we'll see Jason Robertson break out here sometime soon, whether that's this series or if the Stars are able to win and move on. Maybe it's sometime in the next series uh, when, the st- when the stage is bigger and the stakes are even higher. Don't really know when we're going to see it from Jason Robertson, but I feel like every time we get into one of these playoff games, I'm just on the edge of my seat waiting for 21 to have that you know iconic playoff breakout performance, something like we saw what Hintz did uh, in game two, maybe not a full-on hat trick, but maybe a three or four-point night from Jason Robertson. Again, I'm not concerned, not saying that he's been bad. I just feel like we're due for a little bit more production, especially in the goal-scoring department, uh, and, and maybe talking about it and manifesting it could you know here on the podcast could lead to some success i'm excited to see what jason robertson can do back on home ice whether it's with you know tyler sagan again or whether joe pavelski is able to come back ready to see what 21 can do and again the more games he plays the more comfortable he's going to get uh, on this stage and he's going to continue to get better uh, and get back to being himself i'm sure uh, in no time at all but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you so much again for tuning in making us your first listen every single day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And you can also follow us on social media at Dane double underscore Lewis is my personal Twitter account. You can also find the show uh, at Locked on Stars Twitter, Instagram, uh, and be sure to tune in again today through Friday. We'll be uploading episodes every single day this week. Uh, Coverage of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, especially as it pertains to the Dallas Stars taking on the Minnesota Wild and any further that the stars move on in the postseason. But I hope you guys enjoy your Monday. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.